Good Monday morning, July 26th, 2021. Welcome back to the last question. It's Monday morning, and so it's time for another Monday morning meditation. However, this week, the series continues. What did COVID-19 give me? What did COVID-19 give you? It is an ongoing question that I'm asking myself and that I have encouraged listeners and will encourage you, will challenge you today to ask yourself. In no way does recognizing the positive from this pandemic, in no way does that downplay or ignore or wash away the tragedy that so many families have faced. But the truth is, the reality is, if we don't find a way to acknowledge the good in the very bad, then the experience of going through the bad is for naught completely. It's useless. It's worthless to us. But life, as we all know, is not a series of awesome experiences, fun time experiences, right? It's ups and downs. It's twists and turns. It's hard rights and lefts that we did not see coming. COVID-19 the way the pandemic has evolved, the way the pandemic continues to evolve is another one of those obstacles that, like it or not, is part of the world. And so it is our individual responsibility to find the good in it, to find the lesson in it, no matter how our family and our community fared uh, today. So this is part four. For me, um, if you haven't listened to the previous three episodes or if you haven't listened to this podcast at all before, uh, welcome, first off. I'm grateful that you found us, even if it was by accident. Um, you are certainly welcome and encouraged to go back to previous episodes, but uh, but they don't run in sequence either, so you can listen really in any order that you like. Parts one, two, and three of this series, this mini-series, um, are really just an attempt for me personally to practice gratitude, to develop a gratitude practice that so many people talk about as important to remaining grounded and to starting the day on the right foot. It's a chance for me to challenge you to do the same. And it is also um, part of my ongoing answer to a question I asked newsletter subscribers and podcast subscribers early on, I think early spring 21, maybe in the wintertime. Uh, how do you take responsibility? How will I take responsibility uh, for my businesses, for my projects, for my family, for my community, for all, the, for all the things that I have going on? And one of the ways that I am and that I intend to take responsibility is to ask and answer this question. What did COVID-19 give me? Okay. So Monday episodes are also intended to be the shorter of the two weekly episodes uh, even though I know some of you are laughing, Maggie, I know you're probably smiling at this because um, I think some of these have gone into the half hour area, but I'm going to try to keep this one shorter. This week, what did COVID-19 give me? I spent some time thinking about this because I know there's, there's more things than just the first three that I talked about. But as I was thinking of what would be appropriate for this week and, and what is something that I could articulate well in a Monday episode, you know, what I, what I really was thinking about was um, the debate that the country has been having 
the debate that many of my connections, many of my friends, if you will, on Facebook and online have been having. And my purpose today is not to wade into the debate, um, but simply to say that one of the things that COVID-19 gave me is a critical, well-timed reminder that it is impossible for me to control what anyone else thinks or does. It is impossible for me to control what anyone thinks or does. I can attempt to influence, right? So leadership has been defined by many people as influence. John Maxwell says this. There are many military leaders. I think Dwight Eisenhower said something similar to this. Leadership is not providing direction. Excuse me. It's not providing directives. It's not giving orders. When you establish a vision for a team, when you set a mission before a team, you are giving direction. You're providing a direction toward which to move, toward which to progress. But being a leader is not about directing individual steps and actions for someone else. It's not about giving orders. It's not about barking at someone. None of that is leadership. Leadership is also not the assumption that you can control what someone else thinks or feels. So, you know, the, the debate over whether COVID-19 was significant enough to, init to uh, initiate, I guess, for lack of a better word, all these lockdowns, the restrictions that we placed upon ourselves, the mask mandates, the closure of businesses, the closure of schools. I, I don't know. I, I will not argue, at least not in this moment. I'm not going to argue whether it was right or wrong, prudent or imprudent to do all of that. I think what I do think is important to understand is that the side that argues that closing schools was necessary to ensure the safety of the elder population at risk and high risk um, people, members of the population, they have an argument to make. And the folks that argued against it because of the potential for psychological damage to our kids, especially young children, have and ha had and have an argument to make. The only way to settle arguments that are this large, this complex, is to have them productively. And I'm really not sure we're capable of that. I think in some corners we are. I think there's, frankly, millions of people that are capable of doing this, but when you go online, right, we, we make the mistake of assuming that whatever picture we see of the world online is the world. But I don't think that's the case at all. It might be a microcosm of a microcosm, but I, I do not think the world that we hear about and see online and on the news is representative of the millions of people just trying to stay alive, make a living, take care of the kids, and get by. But irrespective of all that, it is the case that not everyone agrees on what we should have done in response to this virus. 
and not everyone agrees on what we should continue to do, and not everyone agrees even on how dangerous the Delta variant is, the so-called Delta variant, on how dangerous COVID-19 remains. People don't agree on how dangerous COVID-19 is to vaccinated people, let alone unvaccinated people. People don't agree on whether you should get the vaccine, on which vaccine of the three you should get. People don't agree on masks. People don't agree on the risk of the virus to certain age ranges. And the only thing that should be surprising is that that that's surprising. Of course people don't agree on this type of thing. So it, that probably, that, that all probably smacks you as obvious. But what I learned early on, and I was nervous, right? I was nervous. I was scared for my family, the same as maybe you were. Early on, all of the reports were bad, bleak, grim. This virus was dangerous. You were going to contract something like pneumonia, except you weren't going to come back from it. I've seen several of my family members go on ventilators in hospitals and not one left the hospital alive after. And so for me to hear that someone is going on to a ventilator, it's a, it produces a rather visceral response because I have never seen a family member survive being intubated to include my mom. Ventilators exist for a, a very important reason and COVID-19 demonstrated for us that there are those, many of them, who will go on to ventilator support and then come off of it. That's the idea. Yet we don't even agree on whether that is useful or not, right? Because there is a debate as to whether putting a patient on a ventilator actually hastened their death uh, instead of putting it off. But I'm not here to engage in that debate. What I'm pointing out is the only way to get through this type of situation and this type of debate is to talk through it and to genuinely look at the person sitting across from you and understand that they do, in fact, have an argument to make and that that argument is not generated from a place of malice or hatred toward you it's generated from a place of their own fear and concern for their family, for their well-being. I don't think it is safe or necessary. I certainly don't think it's practical to assume that anyone who argues against mask mandates is simply doing it because they don't care whether the elder members of our population survive. I don't think that's uh, necessary. I don't think that's a healthy discourse. And I don't think that's true. Nor do I think that every single person who advocates for, for new mask mandates and vaccination protocols and vaccination checks, nor do I think every single one of those people is out to turn the country into a Stalinist gulag. Could there be some? Sure. I'm not going to go into that. But the fact is, the more easily we fall into the trap 
of generalizing whatever the side is opposite to us, the more we fall into that trap, the less of a leader we are, the less productive we are, and the farther away from the farther away from done this whole episode, this whole thing is, the farther away from complete we are, the farther away from together we are. So I see this type of debate, I see this type of discourse, and I realize, particularly as we got into the fall of 2020, I realize I can't, I can do something, I can engage at a very small local level, I can engage my own family and friends, but I can't control millions upon millions of people. I can't control the opinions of someone online or offline. I can't control everyone in the grocery store, everyone in the mall, everyone at my kid's school. I can't control folks on the road. What I can control is how I respond to the circumstances I've been placed in. What I can control is how I influence my family and friends. I can absolutely control the example I present to my kids, to my wife, to my coworkers, to my clients. I can absolutely control 100% my response, my outward presentation, whether I allow emotions to color my response and how I act upon my judgment. I can absolutely control every piece of that. And so COVID-19 gave me not really this lesson for for the first time, right? Because I've been taught this before and I've learned this lesson the hard way before. But it was a very timely reminder. I can't control anyone. I can attempt to influence for the better. I can attempt to help others for the better. In my line of work, both businesses that I run, as a coach, first and foremost, I am here to help my clients build and live the dream that is inside them. That is what I do. We do, we do it through a program of critical questions, introspection, and then we talk a lot about leadership and team building and how you communicate with yourself and with others close to you and all around you. But I, I know I've said this before. I'm not a coach because I believe I have all the answers to give to you or to someone else. I am a coach because I know I can help you generate the answer for yourself. Because if there is one thing I am damn good at, it's asking questions. A lot of questions. All day long. Coaches don't simply have all the, all the gold hidden in a bag and we hand it out. We have no gold and no bag and no cure and no secrets. We have simply figured our way through a part of life that perhaps you are looking at ahead of you right now. And we believe so firmly in how valuable that journey is that we want you to go through it yourself. But just like I cannot control the, the folks on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and 
the, however many 17 other social media platforms I've never heard of because I'm too old now. Just like I can't control any one of those people, just like I can't even control my own kids, right? I can care for them. I can direct them. I can scold them if I have to. But ultimately, if Xander's going to jump off the top step, I need to be in a position to catch him or to try to hold him back. But I certainly can't control the impulse and I can't control how many times he's going to try. Just like I can't exert control over any of those things, I cannot control you. I cannot, nor would I want to control any client. I would not want to make your decisions for you. I wouldn't want to prescribe your actions. I would not want to put you in a position where all you're doing is listening to me, telegraph your every move, and then you do it. And so my question to you is, as I, as I ramble on about this, my question to you is, why would you want to do that for anyone else? Because doing that removes their agency when they are more than capable of taking care of their own life. We are all capable of taking care of our own lives. We are all capable to build and live the dream that is buried deep within us. But it takes all of us individually to do that. And it takes all of us individually to make the best decision for ourselves and our families. I, I got the vaccine. I know people, I worked closely with people who didn't. They had their reasons and I had mine. But I will tell you this, the, the folks that I know who did not get the vaccine, my family is vaccinated. I know families that are not vaccinated. I told myself and I was adamant that I would not change the nature of my relationship with them as a result of it. Because life's too short and the relationship that we had before went much farther than simply this one choice. It has to because, this, because we will disagree with ourselves and with each other on millions upon millions of individual choices and acts and deeds. To throw away a relationship or to change the nature of a relationship, particularly a strong friendship or family relationship, because of that one decision. Now there now there are there are decisions that could that could warrant that type of thing. I just don't think this was one of them. Because I acknowledge that I have no control over anyone else. Being a coach is tough because you don't have control over anyone else. But you know why I do it? Because without controlling someone else, to simply in a, be in a position to walk alongside someone else and ask them the questions that they have not been willing or able to ask themselves and to see the light bulb light up, and to see their eyes light up, and to see them all of a sudden realize, holy shit, I could do this? I could be this, this is possible. And then to see them mentally 
emotionally progress over the course of days, months, days, weeks, months toward not just a better version of themselves, but an answer, a way forward, a set of actions that they can take that will, no kidding, build the dream that they had deep in their mind. To see that without exerting control, but simply asking the right questions and leading and exerting a, a level of influence that is not coercive, to be able to do that is incredibly powerful. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect at it, but I do it because I know how powerful it is to see someone come to their own answer. And because I know I cannot exert control over people. COVID-19 was a key reminder to me, a time period that taught me I cannot control what anyone else does. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to exert energy towards something that I know is not possible. I'm going to exert energy toward the things I know I can control and the things that I know can serve others and the things that I know can make a positive difference. What did COVID-19 give you? Ask yourself that question today. I, I hope this helped. You know, I, I, I realize now thinking back, I kind of went, maybe I went a little bit all over the place um, as I tend to do. We can't control people. It is pointless to try. But I think, well, and as a result, actually, as, as a result of that, what are you throwing away in this time and space? Because of the faulty assumption that you can attempt to exert control. Exerting influence is one thing, but even that's not perfect. As a coach, it's not perfect. As a leader, as a friend, as a family member, it's not perfect. But our relationships, all the ways in which we can serve each other, all the things we can do for each other, there's way more there that we can do for the good. And, and how much that there is there is worth way more than dwelling on the negative, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it. You, you tell me, email me, ask at the last question dot blog. If you totally disagree, you think I'm full of shit, you think whatever, let me know. I want to hear what you guys think. I don't have all the answers. I'm far from perfect. And, and to be honest, to even think that I have a voice in any of this, it's taken me a long time to acknowledge. I spent a long time assuming I had no voice and no one would give two shits about what I said. And perhaps no one does. Or maybe one person does. And if that one person is listening and that one person feels a little bit better or gets better or does life better because of something I said, then all of the time I spend saying it is worth it. So I don't know. COVID-19 gave me that reminder, though. I can't control you any more than you can control me. I can try to serve and make your life a little bit better, but I know I can't control you. You are responsible for your own decisions and for 
treading the path toward whatever your destiny holds. Build your dream and live your dream. Whether I hear from you or not, that is my genuine hope for you. That is my genuine hope for every single person listening to this and every single person around the world because I think it's high time we realize how counterproductive, how detrimental it can be to live someone else's dream, to chase someone else's goals, and to be so fixated on someone else's definition of success that we completely ignore all the good in life around us. Stop wasting time. If you listened to last week's Friday, the episode that came out on Friday, or if you didn't listen to it, I'll give you the short version. Stop wasting time. I remind myself of that every day. What did COVID-19 give you? If you're not thinking of the positive impact, you've wasted the experience. What did COVID-19 give you? What opportunities what questions, what new lines of thinking did you get out of it? Have a good week out there. Whether you worked this weekend or not, find some downtime, find a chance to hug a loved one and let them know how important they are to you. Take a breath of fresh air and get your sweat on, get some exercise going, even if it's two, three days a week. Get the blood moving. It matters for your health. It will matter for your family. It matters for your well-being. We'll be back with another episode later in the week. It's going to be a tough week for me and my family. I hope it's not for yours, but if it is, just know we can control our own responses. We can't control anyone else's. Focus on how you show up. Show up as the best version of self that you can and lead well. We'll talk to you soon.